Well, welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. This is Mike Sano with KFIR Man. I appreciate you joining us today. And what we do on this program is talk with men who have a vested interest in helping men to be the men called, uh, called us to be and to help leaders uh, in churches, who uh, men's ministry leaders in churches, to be uh, men that they need to be, to lead their men, to engage their men, to be a vibrant force in, in their church, to help men be the men God called them to be. Well, today I have Kevin Gregory with me, a good friend of mine for uh, several years uh, with Man in the Mirror. He's an area director up in the Sanford, North Carolina area. Uh, he's been serving with Man in the Mirror for a number of years. Uh, how many years have you, have you been with him, Kevin? Seven years now. Actually, March will be my eighth year. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so quite a few, quite, quite a few years. I, I think you were coming in about time I was stepping away from Man in the Mirror as an area representative somewhere on that. Or maybe we overlap a little bit. I'm not sure, but it's good to see you. Good to have you. Kevin and I talk quite, quite frequently and, and it's always good. And so we're just going to talk today about ministry men, what, what's going on in ministering and uh, how we can connect with the guys and, and Kevin, I want to ask, I want to, I want to start us off this. I want to ask you, with your goings around in the various churches that you visit, the pastors you meet with, and the men's ministry leaders you meet with, uh, what are you seeing right now, the condition of men? What do you see as a condition of men? What do you see men are looking for in our, in our churches? I think uh, men are isolated a lot. Um, and, and I, I really feel like some of them don't even know what they what they are desiring, what they're looking for. But I do know that uh, when we do bring them together, when they start to build community, um, they start to share a bond of brotherhood uh, that helps them uh, to walk and grow in their faith. And I think that's then they ultimately go, wow, man, this is what I wish I had or this is what I wish I knew or yeah. or this is the person I need to, you know, I wish I had encountered beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree with you. I, I see a lot of that. And it was, sometimes men don't know how to get that started. They don't know. They're not very, you know, you know, unlike uh, our wives and the women, you know, who, who will walk up to somebody and, and start a conversation. Men did men have a difficult time doing that, don't they? Yeah. But I also have noticed that it's interesting <clears throat> that you say that about the women. Um, recently I've noticed that even women, are struggling to build community, build community. And I'm not mm. sure if it's just because I, I really feel like some of this has to do with the technology that we have that really kind of, we, we have a connection, but we're really still isolated. The connection is superficial, these internets and, you know, Facebook and whatever. And you're really only seeing the highlights of a person. You're not really having an opportunity to experience them on a, on a, more connected level or, you know, an intimate level, not, not intimacy in the way the world sees intimacy, but um, better than the acquaintance. You're moving from an acquaintance stage into uh, just a, a better knowledge of each other. And that I see that happening in women as well as men. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I wouldn't have thought that, to be honest with you, because I know when you have a women's group, uh, basically all you got to do is announce that you're going to have a women's group and you'll get... 20 or 30 women to show up you say that about men you're fortunate if you get five or ten to show up so and and i still i still think that's true in in some areas <laughs> of the country but i but i also see um this other trend happening and it's more maybe it's a 
you know, city versus rural thing that's going on right now. I'm not exactly sure, but I do know um, that we're hearing more and more of women feeling isolated and disconnected um, just as much as, as men have been. Um, and I think it's an issue. I think it's an issue across our country. I mean, I think, yeah, the internet's supposed to draw us together or, or help us, you know, to be connected, but we're connected in all the wrong ways. We're not connected in uh, what's important and, and having the conversations that um, are not political and trivial and other, you know, having the conversations of, you know, how are you getting along in life? You know, how are you really doing kind of a mm -hmm. conversation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that may have uh, some of what we're seeing now has to do with what we just went through for the last two or three years with the, uh, with the isolation of COVID and having to be uh, um, sequestered, so to speak, in our homes and couldn't get out and about and, um, for a period of time. Do you think a lot of that has to, what we're seeing today is a result of, uh, those issues? I, I believe so. And I think if you were to check into the healthcare industry, especially the, the counselors and the psychologists and the psychiatrists, they would say, um, that there's been a significant, um, that's been a significant issue. The, the isolation and stuff has caused a lot of, of, uh, I guess you could say damage, um, mentally and emotionally to a lot of people. And so, um, coming out of it now, you know, that was almost three years. I still think there's some residual uh, fear of, you know, grouping <laughs> because mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. you know, COVID still going through and other, you know, flu and, and um, even the children with RSV and stuff. I still feel like there's a slight anxiety out there that doesn't want to um, gather in groups. And if they do, they don't want to do it for too long a time because yeah. of, what they're feeling yeah well i know i know that uh, statistics are telling us the ones that are coming out here recently are telling us that there is a higher increase of anxiety and of people who are are seeking uh, professional counseling such as uh psychologists or psychiatrists or something of that nature that has increased uh, um to some degree i won't say dramatically but it has increased and uh and that there's more people that are seeking those kinds of uh, services but uh, one of the things that I think with men is, is that I think men have always had that inclination not to be very open to them. Because I, I know that um, I was talking to some, some guys here not too long ago and about what they do for their men's ministry. And they were talking about, well, we have a breakfast once a month or we get together and we go rake somebody's yard, or clean their yard up or something like that. <clears throat> and I kind of challenged them a little bit. And I want your, your take on this. I said, that's good. That's great. But that's not really ministering to men. I said, that's just having a breakfast meeting or that's just having a work day. Men's ministry is or ministry to men is much more than just getting together and doing something. What would you say about that? Well, I still think that um, building community is is a huge issue within uh, most churches right now. Um, and, and so getting together for anything, whether it's around a work project or a missions project, I think all of those are important steps, but, mm -hmm. but they're just a step. Um, like you said, there's, there needs to be something more, 
um, to go to help men go from acquaintances and doing things together to really sharing some of the issues that they are going through, you know, or that they've gone through. Um, you're right. I mean, men tend the least to, to look after those things. Women tend to, you know, if they need help, they'll, they'll sometimes reach out a lot sooner than a man will. Mm -hmm. uh, most men is going to take, you know, some confidence in the person that they're dealing with to share and get and to be real and to be open about how they're really feeling about any given subject or topic. It's, it's going to take some familiarity and so building familiarity, whether it's, you know, working on a project or whether, whatever, I, I, I like you, when I see churches say, well, we got this going or we got, you know, we're going to do an all golf outing or we're going to do um, this event where we're feeding the homeless or we're going to sell Christmas trees or whatever. It doesn't matter what the activity is. I, I challenge them too, like you to say, so at these events, how are you connecting with other men? How are you? you know, engaging them in, in real conversation. Um, and, and the first thing I tell them is you got to express that you care first, that you really want the conversation to take place in the first place, that you really do desire to get to know um, each other uh, on a, at a more deeper level. And so I challenge them all the time to say, you know, you need to, yeah, that's great. That's good that you're doing it. But what is the right next step? The next step is to to really build a relationship where you can talk those issues and to talk about the things that are going on in their life. But you really have to care about that person in order to get to that level. Does that make sense, Mike? Oh yeah, it, it does make sense. I think uh, I think that, you know I don't want to give the impression, and I think you you understand that. But by the way, you answered the question uh, that there's there's nothing wrong. In fact, that's what we're supposed to be doing you know, gathering together from time to time just to break bread together or going and, and uh, repairing someone's home that may be damaged or cleaning up their yard or doing various a number of other things. But, uh, you know, our point, I think, is that though those are good stuff and we should do those and we should continue to do those, we need to use those opportunities to connect intentionally with the other men there so you can dive deeper into a relationship to be able to, to share whatever God has got on your heart for you to pour into their lives um, and develop that relationship. Be intentional with them. It's like, like I know um, one person taught me many years ago about the fact that men's ministry is one man speaking into the life of another man and doing life together. And so, you know, it's, it's very important for us to be able to do that, uh, be that intentional. And like you said, take that next right step do these events and then help them to take that next right step in getting into a relationship where you can speak into each other's lives. And I think that the key though here is that um, we're talking um, from the, from the heart standpoint here. Um, a lot of us have head knowledge of the gospel and head knowledge of Christ and head knowledge of things but the reality is that God wants us to abide in him. And so we abide by going deeper. You know, we abide wow. in our relationship with the Lord by wow. having a, a personal quiet time, you know, two or three times a week or more um, where we're, we're in God's word. We're, we're hearing from God. We're praying to God. We're, we're, we're connecting with God in a, in an intimate, deeper way. 
and then we're we're out of that connection we're asking guys to connect with others in the same way that they would they would express that same care that god expresses through us by how he reveals his word to us and share that life on life experience with another man um and then we asked you know the the big question is why why is this important what what's so important it's because this christian walk can't be done as an individual it's just not possible the lord did not uh, intend for us uh to go through life alone and of course we know in genesis you know he said why is the man alone because he doesn't have the right companion so he created that companionship for us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but he didn't stop there <laughs> i mean he created other human beings for us to connect with and oh, men, yeah. to, men to connect with not just their wives but to connect with others and so those significant connections um the art of that for whatever reason has been and what I call lost and a lot of the lostness of this is the fact that we become a society that's very transient families, you know, 50% 50, 50 are ending in divorce. So the, the relationships are strained at best across all those things. And over time, you know, families in our United States started out growing together, you know, lived in community together, did things together and all that kind of stuff. And in this society, you know, it's transient, you know, if kids grow up, they, they find a job. If it's out of state, they move. And so the families are disconnected. And so building community and creating community is now, you know, I think where the, where the church has to go, we've come from a society that community was natural to society that's community is not natural. And we're having to, to learn to train people how to build community we're, we're having to train people and how to build relationships and have connections that are meaningful. Uh, you know, we're having to train people on how to have this connection with Christ as well. And, you know, that's the, that's the hard part of what, what is happening right now in, in ministry in general. Yeah. It, it was, let, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, one of the things God has put on my heart this year, you know, we, I mean, a lot of times uh, these days we talk about what's your word for the year. Well, I've got a phrase for the year. You know, it's not necessarily a word. I guess if it's a word, it'd be speaking. But my phrase is uh, basically speaking to the next generation. Um, I think you know, an iron sharp design, which you know, I'm very, I'm very con well connected with in, in that ministry. Did a survey here some time back that uh, showed that 63% of our millennials. Um, which, by the way, are, are in their 40s, early 40s now, um, said they needed someone or were looking for someone who's over 50 years of age to speak into their lives. And we don't see much of that going on these days, do we? We don't see older generations speaking into the younger generation much anymore. Why do you think that is? I think it's because there's, again, this disconnect you know, relationally over time. Um, and so, you know, the, the family relationships are, are broken in that regard. Um, the other generation doesn't see each generation looks at the other generation and says, well, they're not like me and they didn't grow up like me and that's different. And so there's, so they ad immediately say there's no common ground or there's no connection. Mm -hmm. There's no reason. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the reality is, though, for the 50 and over who are uh, abiding in Christ and who are, you know, you know, spiritually mature, the mandate in Scripture is that they they should be spiritual fathers to the next generation. You know, Titus oh, yeah. commands older men to to train younger men and young oh, you know, yeah. older women to train younger women, and so. Um, I, you know, that's why I like what Man Amir is doing right now. We have a spiritual father initiative um, where we're trying to train, you know, guys that are 50 and older to encourage them to take on the next generation in meaningful conversations about life. And right. so we have uh, material out now that we're, we're, we're getting ready to, you know, in fact, we just released one set of material called Rituals. Um, which if you go to uh, manandamir.org on our website, you can actually order the material. Um, but it's it's material that can be used where a guy over 50 who wants to um, have a connection with a younger guy can use this material to, to start that connection um, and, to, and to become a spiritual father in essence to, the, to that generation. Because you're right, 63% of millennials say... I look at that older generation and say, I really want to know how they got there, but I'm afraid to ask <laughs> or right. I'm afraid to engage them. Right. And we're trying to tell 50 and higher, just take the guy to coffee, you know, and invite him out to dinner, invite him out to lunch, share the rituals manual and tell him you would like to have a discussion about that. Would they be interested in? And doing it, you know, once a week or once a month or whatever it is that that works out um, for both of your schedules. We're trying to get guys to do that, and I we're seeing success in that. Um, our intent is to have ten thousand spiritual fathers um, within a few years to make that, you know, have that become a reality. Yeah, I'd love to see a million <laughs> spiritual fathers yeah. in years because I know a lot of young men that desire for an older man to to help them to to walk through uh the issues in life from a biblical perspective oh yeah and and that's one of the things that uh, god has really uh, impressed upon my heart you know i i have uh, been sharing had i've had several opportunities to speak in the last since the beginning of the year and one of the things that i share about is the is the fact that as dads um that many of us um failed to speak into our children's lives as they were growing up. Uh, we took them to church. We made sure they were able to participate in all the children's ministries and the youth ministries, baby. Um, but we really didn't take the initiative ourselves to speak into our children's lives. And uh, a lot of the decisions that are being made in our world today are being made by individuals who were never, never discipled as a young age, in a, in a young age. And I think they had, I, I, I was selling a group uh, here not too long, a couple of weeks ago, you know, in 1962, the U.S. Supreme Court handed out a decision that had to take prayer out of schools. My question to you is, I wonder if those nine justices at the time, if all of them or even just a, a, a few of them had been mentored at a young age on biblical principles, biblical worldviews, would they have made that decision? And uh, and I, I don't know if they were or not, but I can't help but think that uh, they wasn't. And um, 
And so I think we have a lot of those kinds of issues. I think if our parents and, and we as parents would take the initiative to speak into our children's lives, we would see a different world. And, and I think that's true, but Mike, the, the, the issue goes, you know, back further. And, and, and the reality is that we didn't, none of us grew up for generations Absolutely. Of, of not knowing the, the word of God, but, Absolutely. but also a lot of men grew up for generations, not knowing that there's, you know, certain things to biblical manhood that our responsibilities of the man alone. And, you know, you know, I have a mantra, you know, Biden, Lord daily seek to reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, serve humbly, invest eternally and teach and train other men to do likewise all the rest of my life. The, the problem is as we're going around teaching these principles to other men, you know, the four phases of manhood, the, the warrior, the priest or king and the lover and friend, um, we're finding that guys just said, well, I didn't grow up with this. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up in a home where dad read the Bible or he prayed with me or, you know, we studied scripture together or we went through, you know, um, you know, recognition of manhood at the age of 14 or any of those kinds of things. And so the problem we have now is we have a whole society that's not done that. And so, yep getting yep. out there to train them that this is this is the right way this is the biblical principle that that god was trying to pass down yep. uh from the generations you know um is is a hard thing and so until we get you know the, this generation or the next generation to take on the mantle of responsibility to train the next generation in these principles um we're going to struggle and so that's why we're pushing real hard at man in the mirror with with working with churches to train men in how to be good dads how to be spiritual fathers and mentors to the next generation and we're trying to get this information out there as quickly as we possibly can yeah and i totally agree with what you're saying i mean i don't give the impression that dads who didn't do that were bad dads they weren't bad dads yeah. you know it's like i tell it's like i tell uh, people all the time i said my dad was a good dad. He was a great dad. And there's no doubt in my mind, he loved his children with all his heart. Uh, but he didn't do that. That's not what he did. And, you know, and then I said, you he, know why, you know why he didn't do that? It's because yeah, his, he dad, yeah. his dad didn't do that. Yeah. And, and then when you, and then when you look at me, when I was raising my kids, guess how, guess how I started out the same way, <laughs> you know, because that's, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. And so it's, it's not that, you dads, you're out there. If you didn't do it, you're not bad dads. You just wasn't trained. And that's what Kevin and I are talking about now is getting yourself trained. Now, some of you, many of you may be granddads, so you'd be able to speak into your children's lives, the importance of being able to do that to their children, and even into your grandchildren, be able to speak into the, to your grandchildren's lives. One of the things I do with my grandchildren every time I see them now is when I leave them, I tell them I love them and I'm proud of them. You know, And uh, never so often I tell them what they're good at, too. And you know where that comes from, from that, that training comes mm -hmm. from. And so it, um, it, it, it's important for us to speak into our lives because, you know, that's straight from scripture. When you look at, when you look at the, the, the Jewish uh, 
customs to Jewish law, so to speak, in Deuteronomy 6, it tells them that we're to teach them digitally to our children, that we are to talk with them when when uh, we sit in our house and when we walk by the way and when you lie down, when you rise up. You know, So in other words, it's not saying that every word that comes out of your mouth needs to be that, but in every situation, there may be a teaching moment there for your children that you need yep. to be able to speak into them. So, And then again... It's not again. We we're talking that it's not. It's not. It's something that has not been taught. It has not been passed down Absolutely. from generation, which is what Deuteronomy alludes to. And so, what we're trying to do now is to get it back in the church, to get it back as the as the uh, basis or the main um, teaching again, so that we can get that next generation to break the cycle of the previous generation. And that's, that's what we're at. And that's what we're, we're, we're pushing hard to do. Well, speak, speak a little bit, cause we're, we're, we ain't got much more time here, but I want you to speak a little bit about how, how men can connect with this uh, fatherhood, spiritual, spiritual fathering initiative that y'all got going on with man in the mirror and, uh, and how can they get connected, um, to be trained in doing this right the the best way right now is to go onto the website to www.manamir.org and the click on the tab of um uh where it says individual and then spiritual fathering there's a there's a link to the spiritual fathering initiative that's ongoing and talks about it gives them the uh you know the information just about it and the resource uh, to get connected to it. Um, we're going to be releasing more and more, uh, on that website as, as we go forward, uh, especially after February, um, in February, we're going to be going, uh, to get some more training on spiritual fathering as, as well. Um, I'm going to be teaching on spiritual fathering. Of course, you know, Mike and the ISI, I'll be doing a breakout session in Wilmington, uh, in March. And then of course, in Kannapolis in April, I'll be doing that same session, um, on spiritual fathering. And so if they also want me to connect personally with them, I'd be glad to, um, they can also find me on the website as well under churches and area directors. And, oh, there you go. You got my link there. Kevin Grogan, manamir.org. Um, they can email me and, uh, I would love to get connected with them and help them to, uh, get started on becoming a good spiritual father. Yeah, hey man. Yeah, and Kevin is. He, he mentioned the Iron Sharp Iron. He is going to be with us in the Wilmington on March 18th and for the Wilmington ISI conference. And that is one of the topics he will be uh, speaking on the spiritual fathering. And also in Kannapolis, North Carolina, on April the 22nd, he'll be speaking on, the, on that subject also up there. So you can get, connect with him and you know, what's going on. And of course, if you want to know more about Iron Sharp Iron conferences, uh, just reach out to cakefearmen.net and you can tap on, click on the tab and uh, drop down menu will allow you to select the conference that you may be, you may be consider attending and, uh, or both of them and get more information about what's going on. So that'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Kevin, I want to ask, ask you uh, one, one particular thing. Is there anything in particular as we start to close out, start to wrap up here, is there anything in particular that you would like to share with your men out there that may be listening um, to encourage them uh, to or, or things they need to watch out for, whatever the case, whatever's on your heart right now? What, what is that one or two things that you'd want, like to share with men right now? 
I think the the biggest thing out there right now, Mike, is guys are isolated, and so mm. I'm I, I'm telling them reach out, reach out to somebody, reach out to a pastor, reach out to a friend, you know, go to a church if you're not plugged into a church, haven't been in a while, go to a church, uh, get connected with guys because isolation will kill you. I mean, seriously, I've, we've we've seen a number of increases in suicides, we've seen a number of increases in crime and all kinds of different things, and it's mostly as a result of guys just just not connecting uh i feel like that's the most per important thing the other is uh, you got a lot of guys out there that feel like hey i've messed up i've messed up my life bad um there's no way that god can uh you know use me uh and that's again a, a narrative that's out there it's a false gospel that's out there that says you know i gotta gotta clean myself up in order yep. to attend yep. before the lord and, and that's a bull-faced lie the bottom line is you can't God can, and he wants you to, and he's just asking for you to come uh, and get connected with some other guys that can help you to grow and walk in your faith, but you got to reach out. You need help. You got to reach out. Amen. Amen. You're, you're absolutely true. And, and, you know, scripture, you've heard me quote many times. I think you use it a lot too, because Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine and 10 says two are better than one because they're very great return of their labor. So scripture is telling us guys, you need to have other men in your lives. And therefore, if one falls down, there's another there to lift you up and pity the man who doesn't have someone to pick him up. And so it's very scriptural is the fact that we need to have those men in our lives. And I was, I was sharing Kevin as we came up, we were talking about our day so far uh, before we uh, came on the air to do this. And I was telling him I met with a guy this morning uh, for breakfast that I just meet with. I meet with him on a regular basis, just to talk about ministry, just to talk about things in life. Just, just, uh, he's, he's my buddy. He, he's the guy that, uh, is there laboring me with me in ministry here and here in the, uh, the Hampstead, North Carolina area. And I know he is there and he knows I am there in case, uh, we are struggling with something. We just need somebody for encouragement. So I encourage all you guys to do exactly what Kevin is saying. Don't live in isolation, have other men in your lives. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate you, uh, sharing. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you uh, at the Iron Sharpers Iron Conference. And guys, I, I do want to ask you to go out to kfearmen.net and request your information for the conferences or other conferences that, that are going on around the nation with Iron, Iron Sharpens Iron. Go to the ironsharpensiron.net network uh, website and you will find those conferences also. But if you want to contact me, uh, you can reach out to kfearmen.net or you can just email me at mike.sandlin at kfearmen.net. And uh, I will be glad to, to respond to you uh, with whatever questions or comments you may have. But I thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations in what we do here in, in, in this ministry. It's a production of Cape Fear Men. And I'll leave you with this comment, but uh, helps us to, as we develop more programming to, to speak into men's lives and be able to develop uh, information and programs to help us fight the battle for men's souls. But for now, I'm going to leave you with this blessing. I pray that God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shade you. And this is Mike Sandlin saying God bless, and I hope you will join me again on the next Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin.